Hello, White Rabbit. With whom are you talking today? Today I'm talking again with Archana, one of the Casa School guides working in Children's House. The goal of this follow-up conversation was to give parents a good idea of what a first day at Children's House looks like, but it took us an hour to get there. Therefore, I have split this Casa Behind the Scenes episode in two parts, and today we will focus on what parents can do to prepare their children for their first day in the classroom. Enjoy! Well, Archana, welcome back! Thank you! For this episode, I wanted to be a bit more practical, so let's pretend that I am a new parent and I have my little daughter that is just going to be coming to school tomorrow. Okay. So the first question for me will be like, okay, is there anything I need to bring to school and why would I need to bring this to school? Well, the way the Montessori classroom is set up gives you an idea that you don't have to bring any reading, writing, books that has to accompany your child. But what is so important to bring is uh, change clothes, if the child is having any accident. When I mean accident, I don't say the child will have pee or poo incidents only, but it can be that the child is wet by working on scrubbing a table or working on washing clothes or working on cleaning the painting easel or while they are painting a big paper, the t-shirt could or, or the sweater could get uh, wet with paint. Right. So those are reasons why you have to bring extra clothes, comfortable clothes. And when I say comfortable, I mean it because we look for um, the ability of the child to be able to pull up a pant by himself or a child to be able to remove her dress by herself and change to another t-shirt or another dress right so that's why we say comfortable and they use a lot of bodily movements when they are inside children's house class so that's why they're expected to wear comfortable clothing that doesn't show their skin when they're sitting down or it doesn't uh, tighten their thigh when they have to stretch to pick a pencil and they have a lot of sitting down and standing up uh, bending over and carrying heavy things to do in the class and that is a part of their learning day so that's why they have to wear comfortable clothing and as part of comfortable clothing uh, they also need to wear shoes some people like to call it sloffers i think it's important that they wear shoes we have a guidelines in children's house what kind of inside shoe we expect children to wear so the reason why we have a guideline is to make sure that the child's feet the sole of the feet is flat they're able to feel the ground while they're walking and they're also when they sit down with their legs folded or feet folded or when they're moving in a swift movement to pick something they they have the comfort in their feet and they don't tremble or they don't you know lose balance because as it is children of who are three years old they're constantly trying to get the independence of movement and get strong and stabilize their movement. So we have to keep that in mind while we are dressing them up for school. So what you have to keep in mind when you're bringing your child is we need exchange clothes for them, yeah, comfortable ones, a good pair of inside shoes, and also that suits the climate. 
because what I see during summer, children often take off their inside shoes because they say it's their feet, it's it's sweaty for yeah, them. Right, right. And I understand it sweats, but leaving them bare feet is not a very ideal situation in a children's house Montessori classroom because we work with breakable things like glass, ceramic, even beautiful objects and. Uh, a minute piece of glass can harm their uh, sole of the feet. Right. So we don't want to keep them barefooted. So we always, always uh, request parents to give comfortable, climate-appropriate clothing. So if I understand you correctly, then the shoes cannot be socks because the socks are slippery. So it has to be shoes that are also having a bit of grip. So because the child is, is indeed practicing their balance. And when it comes yeah. to clothing, indeed something that is simple to put on. And also if, if uh, something happens, like uh, they get stains or whatever, yeah. that the parents are not going to uh, have problems with that. Yeah, no? yeah. So the, the, the clothing is like, okay, think about it like it's perhaps older clothes if you want that is like you don't care don't don't give the child the, the most expensive beautiful dress yeah. that she has yeah because that that could get dirty or could get damaged and this just brings me to the previous episode where i spoke about a child cutting their skirt right yeah the skirt was fancy so she ended up cutting it <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. right so uh, i know it it is like some children um they like to wear those uh magic t-shirts when they rub it it turns into a their favorite cartoon character and when they rub it up it turns into something else you know yes i think it's best to avoid those because children are constantly awake and aware of what is around them and the distraction that gives them with their t-shirt and with having to feel the texture because their senses are very little developed when they're three and they look for refinement of senses. They want to touch, they want to feel, they want to pull, they want to push. That's when they get the satisfaction of their sensory development. Right. And a t-shirt like that could be so disturbing that could come in their way of concentration when they're working with materials in the classroom. So because we're talking about dressing up, I just want to highlight about how many things they in their body can distract them because having a fancy hairband or having a fancy uh, little little necklace, necklace or, or a bead chain around their neck or even a small armband could be a lot of distractions. Right. So it's so important to make an informed choice about how you want to dress your child to come to a Montessori classroom. I think long back when Dr. Maria Montessori observed other children really long, long, long ago, um, there were no concept of uniforms, you know, wearing the same dress. But the idea of uniform came uh, established, it got established because of economic equality. Right. right in a in a school not every child comes from the same economic background so the school decided to bring in this uniformity by giving them uniforms uh clothes to wear right and shoes that they can use and many schools follow that but montessori believed in allowing the child to be in their comfort zone 
So she never said you have to wear a pinafore or you have to come with a type a particular type of skirt or a particular type of shirt. But she really said you need to your you need to feel comfortable in what you're wearing. Yeah. You know, your body needs to have the freedom of moving. Yeah. You need to have air going around in your body because at this stage the fun it is the fundamental stage of having the body to develop the independence that it needs physically getting stronger getting steadier you know by lifting objects by carrying objects by moving around a couple of times so then when you dress up your child you need to remember this is important well arjun i i have to admit that i i didn't think that the these things were so important you know it's like all the points that you have made is now it makes sense to me but it's not like it was on the top of my head before so thank you very much i think that's very valuable for parents to understand yes you're welcome however i also want to say a little extra maybe this is also interesting for parents montessori talks about how a montessori guide should dress herself up when she's in a classroom to give lessons oh wow she talks about how your hair can be of a beautiful inspirational disturbance for the child so she asks uh, teachers to have their hair in a neat uh, i don't know put put together in a yeah. neat manner yeah. and wear a dress and always wear a apron because we are constantly working with water and paint and everything right she also says how nails can be clipped off why you shouldn't have so many objects in your hands that disturb them because children are constantly looking at your movement wow she talks about how having your nails done can call for the attention when you are giving a sandpaper letter lesson right you're tracing the letter and children are watching your finger move are they going to be inspired by the finger movement or the colors in your nails so this is a question she asks oh wow and then she talks about wearing a a skirt or a pant or a dress if you have to be um physically present in the class and be available for children to be sitting down and getting up she really talks about dressing up in a dignified way still carrying yourself in a graceful way mm-hmm. that children don't feel that you are uncomfortable at all right you know so that is a whole topic for teachers to read of course and um uh To be honest, I have never had short nails uh in my teenage or even in my early 20s. <laughs> But you can see. <laughs> well, thank you. I I think that is incredible. I I it it speaks for uh, Dr. Maria Montessori how aware she was of the importance of giving example to the children. Yeah. It's clear. Yeah. She was very clear about how children watches your movement and they even practice it when they're at home. Yeah, yeah. Indeed. So that is clear. I well, perhaps we also mention about the boots because I remember in children's house that there is a, cl- a special closet where you keep yeah. rain boots, right? Yeah. You remember I spoke about having climate appropriate clothing? I think boots comes in picture when we are having rainy season and I think in Netherlands rain can be expected any time. So that's why we have a closet with boots for children. And what we have to remember is when you come in you also bring in boots, your uh, uh shoes that children can wear inside the classroom and uh, uh comfortable exchange clothing. For a little child maybe they need 
three or four pairs of exchange clothing, including innerwear for a grown-up child or a growing-up child, like four or five-year-old. They may not need innerwear anymore, but they do always need an extra pair of clothing because they often work with uh, water, paint. They help little children work with water. They help little. They sometimes helps in the help in the kitchen to cook. Um, They are aware when they sweat a lot. So these sets of clothes that are extra, then you bring them in a backpack. A child can carry a backpack you know, walk in with it and walk out with that if that's comfortable. Or if you think they can bring um, a neat cloth bag with uh, these exchange clothes and we can put them in their drawer, which is labeled with their name. Ah, so they have a drawer where they are going to put their clothes. Yeah, yeah. They have a beautiful drawer labeled with their name and that drawer stays in children's house until they move on to their next level. Right. So that drawer is basically for their belongings like dress, shoes um if they want to keep any beautiful drawings or paintings but they can keep it if they do an outside work activity and they have something that they can bring home they can put it in the drawer and and the so the boots and the inside shoes they are staying in the classroom all the time so you bring a let's say an extra pair of uh, rain boots that you're going to keep just in the school and then you probably want to have another pair of rain boots for the child at home. Yes. And then with the inside shoes, it's the same thing. It's like you're going to have a dedicated pair of the, shoes yeah, that the, will stay in the, in the drawer of the children. Yes. The shoes that they use inside the classroom will always stay in the drawer of the class uh, yeah. of the classroom. So they can always pick it up from there and put it back in there. The only thing that they go back home with will be the outdoor shoe that they're wearing yeah exactly yeah and the clothes that they come in unless it's wet or it's changed then they go home just with what they came right uh what we request with parents with young children is to have a dry bag where we can put in the wet clothes you know oh i see oh very good or it's called a wet bag you know yes yes. uh uh, at casa in toddlers they follow that very deliberately they have a wet bag wet cloth bag where they put wet clothes in it it's because for two things one it the smell doesn't come out of right. the bag yeah? yeah the wetness is sort of inside the bag and two we really don't want to use plastic or encourage the usage of plastic i see so we want to try and avoid it as much as possible so we would like to see more of the wet bags for young children one more thing that we have to remember is frequently we would like children to change uh, their clothing in their cupboard or in the drawer because they grow the, they grow sizes yeah yeah and a clothing that's not used for a couple of days can give out some uh, smell right and it's not fresh anymore the rain boots can change uh, sizes the rain boots can be wet because of the rain and the mud they play in so these are things parents have to keep an eye on we as teachers we can tell them we can keep an eye on it but we cannot change it for them because you have to buy things yeah sure sure and i can imagine also that it's very important to label the clothing because if you are bringing so much clothes, it's very easy to get lost. Right? Yeah, I mean, when I say that the uh, drawer is labeled is because we want to keep the belongings of this child in this drawer. But 
we want the clo- clothing and the shoes and the boots to be labeled as well yeah. uh the reason is the the shops around are not many shops even if you order online you end up having the same color the same pattern right. the same texture sometimes even the same size right so it's so hard to identify which t-shirt or which skirt belongs to which child yeah uh, i think in summer time during summer time it's a lot easier during winter we just see this happen so much because they have gloves scarf hat right. muffler so it just the list just keeps going yeah uh, as a parent it's probably very 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 hard to label every single belonging of your child you know like you have to label the scarf the muffler the hat yeah. the the gloves the sweater the overcoat it, it is a lot let's just say that it is but there's no other way we can find your clothes identify your clothes in a group of probably 120 children in children's house yeah so that is impossible yeah the easier way is to label your clothes so we can find it if it's lost The harder way is if it's lost if we can't find we are very sorry for it. Well, thank you very much. I think that was very uh, thorough. So I I can imagine that we covered now all the questions that parents could have about this. So let's see. So it's the next day and I am with my daughter and we go to school and I arrive at the door of the school and she's scared because it's the first time that she's coming. And she starts crying and I can see that she's emotionally distressed because of the fear. And that is really, really hard for me. So now what? Um, have you had your trial days with the, the class already? So that's a, that's a question I would ask. As oh, a, I see. As We a have t- trial days. Yeah. So when you decide or when you choose Casa for your child and your child is coming to children's house... you will be offered two adjustment days the first adjustment day is between 9 and 11 o'clock or a half past 8 and 11 11 o'clock and the second trial day or the second adjustment day is between half past 8 and quarter to 1 on the first trial day they experience the morning work cycle and on the second trial day they experience the morning work cycle plus lunch right uh so these two adjustment days are so important to us to allow the child to come in with no expectations just to see with her eyes or his eyes just the classroom walk around hold somebody's hands sit down next to somebody okay here i'm talking about the child but i'm also going to talk about why these adjustment days are important for parents all right right yeah these adjustment days gives an idea to parents that A school is not about just learning and books it's about social skills it's about how independent my child can conduct him or herself without the parents can my child make contact with other children around him or her can my child satisfy his or her hunger needs can right. my child satisfy his or her physical needs when it comes to visiting the toilet you know yeah so the preparation here is more for the parents than for the child because we are preparing the classroom to welcome your child right you have to prepare your emotional self your home environment to make the transition smooth for this child right 
So that's why we have two adjustment days. Two adjustment days might sound very little, but the preparation that goes in for these two adjustment days are actually a lot. So you could start talking about where the child is going to go when she or he turns three years old. Hey, it's your third birthday in four months. Let's see what we are going to do in the couple of weeks so we can prepare you to go to Casa School. Mm-hmm. Do you know where Casa School is? Shall we take a walk around the neighborhood of Casa School? Shall we just linger around the gate during the pickup time to see who comes there? Oh, what a good idea! Can we see if there are some neighbor kids who go to Casa School? Can I go with my neighbor to pick up this child so I can see how the pickup time works? Wow. Yeah? Yeah. Can I make a picture of Casa School so I can show to my child every day that they are going to Casa School when they're three? Can I make it a part of their bedtime routine or their dinner time routine to discuss about what they can look forward to when they're three? And trust me, parents, your child will be prepared, but you will be prepared more than your child. So when the feeling about going to school is alive in your environment, that itself gives the child the first independence from the home environment. Yeah. I, I think it's brilliant. It, it didn't occur to me. I didn't do this. <laughs> but I, I can see the power of it. And that concludes the first part of our two-part episode featuring the Children's House Age Group. If you want to know more, stay tuned for the second part, in which Archana will go into the details of what the first day in Children's House looks like for the child. And of course, feel free to drop me an email to casastories at casaschool.nl if you have any comments, questions or suggestions for improvement. ¡Hasta pronto!